this is Rhonda Hedges, the host of Humbly Human Podcast. I hope that this will bring you some joy and some laughter into your day. And hopefully the storm that you are facing give you a moment of lightheartedness to face what you have coming before you today or maybe something you've already faced. Enjoy. Well, hello, Humbly Human listeners. And tonight I'm going to talk a little bit about the bear. If you're a mother or if you love a child as much as I've loved children in my life, you know that if you're truly committed to them, you can get that mama bear feeling pretty easily. So rest assured, I'm going to tell you a story about myself that is not flattering and it is pretty transparent. If you're a parent, then you know what a mama bear is. You can feel it. But I assure you, if you are not a parent, you can love someone so deeply that you know that that if they are wronged, you feel this overwhelming desire to defend them. Now, as always, I will be overwhelmingly transparent with you. And many years ago, before my own child was born, I was that crazy aunt. Yeah, I wore that badge. I wore that honor right across my forehead most of the time. Now, many of you know me and have known me for a while and heard my stories about the love for my dear niece and my crazy advocation for her along her cancer journey. Well, many years before, I had the same mama bear come out at a middle school ball game when I felt a ref was not treating my nephew right in a game. So, I took off my shoe and I threw it to the middle of the court. Yes, you heard me. I took my shoe off from mid-bleachers and threw it into the middle of the court. I'll never forget the whistle blowing and that sudden realization that I had gone, yes, I had gone too far in my avocation and self-proclaimed Ant of the Year award that I wasn't going to get. Well, I hobbled down from my seat, walked to the center of the court, picked up my own shoe, waved to my family in the bleachers, and left out the side door with my head hung pretty low. And there in the parking lot, I realized that um, a sudden realization, I guess, that I had gone too far. The poor ref showed me grace and did not say a word, but paused the game as I exited. I remember the whistle blowing again for as outside I could hear it, and they resumed the game. And I'm sure I embarrassed my nephew terribly. To say this was not my finest hour would be an understatement. I had thought so much about this in the last years and how I should have been more grateful to that ref, possibly even wrote in an apology letter for how crazy I acted that night. But he showed me something that I think sometimes we forget, which was grace. So often in life, I'm forced to have conversations about difficult situations. These situations cause me to look into the eyes of very upset families and listen much more than I talk. This sounds easy, but often in communication, we get in our feelings and allow them to talk for us rather than listening and responding with rational thought. I think about conversations with the person I love dearly, my husband or my son. If I'm not, if I'm really upset about something, I've rehearsed the conversation probably talk to someone else about it ahead of time and rehearsed exactly what I'm going to say. And when the conversation is held, I don't even give it a second thought. I'm ready to pounce. Listening goes right out the window and the tempers raise and frustrations abound. 
Jesus was a remarkable role model for us in truly listening and questioning. He spent his entire ministry here on earth being questioned and challenged. However, he used the art of listening to face situations mixed with the beauty of questioning to defuse those situations. I find that often in situations of high stress, we as individuals want to die on the hill of righteousness. However, the righteousness is me being right, not a justice or right doing. I bring this up because I, like many of us, can allow my emotions and feelings to control my thoughts and feelings. Obviously, remember, I'm the woman that threw her shoe from her foot in the middle of a basketball court. I work with parents each day when their child has made poor decisions. Some adults like to look at these situations and demand punitive consequences. When I fail to sometimes see in these situations is, well, then where's the learning? I mean, it's fine to give a child a consequence, but are we teaching them a replacement behavior? Are we working to help them learn from the situation? Or are we just getting them something punitive to, to make them learn a lesson? The teaching and the changing of the action is often not thought about. Consequences are necessary, but to adopt, adopt long-term change in any human, we must have a lesson. This takes time and consistent responses. As I think about this, I reflect on how God responds to us as his children. kind of glad he doesn't give me a punitive consequence every time I do something wrong or mess up or make a mistake. In the Bible, I think about the woman at the well. We judge sin or wrongdoing when Jesus merely saw these as opportunities to share his love and compassion. I've learned that we often forget in schools that parents come into school carrying their own negative school experiences. They were possibly treated wrongly or not listened to in situations as they grew up or as they went through school. These emotions or feelings are still with them when they come to school for their own children. I have found that we often forget to demonstrate the love of Christ in these interactions. Jesus continually in the Bible teaches us to listen far more than we speak. Parents often feel when their child, their child or children have been fallen short and made mistakes, it is a reflection of their own child rearing. And as a parent, I know exactly how that feels. The reality is that everyone makes mistakes and the beauty is to learn from those mistakes. When parents feel we are co-teachers that speak into the lives of their children, then they feel we are coming alongside them rather than judging their ability to parent. I go back to the woman at the well and I think about how if Jesus would have treated her as the person not worthy of him speaking with, as the world believed, at the time Jews did not speak to Samaritans as the woman was a Samaritan woman. And also her lifestyle that she had lived had multiple husbands then she would not have heard the good news of Jesus. See, the world would have said, why is he speaking to her? Why is he lowering himself to speak to her? When in reality, he knew that she was a human and that she needed to hear the good news that he had to share. I think so often we forget about giving each other grace. We fail to understand that we are here for one purpose, to love and share our love with others. This must be done, especially when working with young people. I've spent my career working with children that struggle, struggle to regulate their behavior. I have watched families struggle to be called one more time or come to the school for one more meeting. 
I recently stated to a fed fellow educator, we are the professionals, and when we ask families to fix the behavior of their child, we must understand they may not have those resources available. They may not know how to fix it. We must reframe these opportunities to provide guidance to resources and help families, help them in this job of parenting. As I tell many parents, they don't come with a manual, these kids, and every one of them are different. So every one of them responds differently and uniquely. They didn't get a book when my son was born, and I'm sure you didn't get it when your child was either. And if you did, you need to call me because I need mine. He's 20, and I'm still looking for a manual to know how to do this as a parent. I'm often asking, well, what if they don't want the help? That's what a lot of educators will say to me. My reply is there's often a barrier for them that we as the professional must find a way to tear down. This does not mean you will not find resistance. But the love and understanding I have found that often we are closer to impacting the lives of students and families. Sometimes you just got to love them through it. And it may not be years from now. We may just be planting a seed and years from now. It may take root. Many educators get hung up on they should know better. Well, so do every other adult I've ever seen remark about a child's negative behavior. And this statement always makes me giggle inside as I think if they knew better, they would do better. I have over the years re related behavior to mathematics. When a child does not understand how to complete a mathematical equation, we differentiate the instruction, we try a new strategy, we put them in a small group, and we do everything we can to help them. When a child acts out behaviorally, we often forget that they may need more time, a different strategy, and even another opportunity. Learning social-emotional skills does not come easily and for all, easily for all people, and we often forget we must model what we desire. Sometimes our reactions as the so-called professionals is totally lacking, and it doesn't show our best self. We must remember that extending our love to children and families that present behaviors that are difficult is our job. Jesus never thought twice when he talked to individuals that others would have avoided. His love bridged the difference, differences of society. His love was greater. Our love should be greater for our students and families even when it is not always easy. As you go through this week and you are challenged to remember this, try to draw on the fact that Jesus never took the easy path. He was willing to go where others would not would not to reach those that others would not try to reach. So this week, as you embark on a week with I guarantee you'll be challenged either by a student or maybe a reaction of a family to their child's behavior. Just know that extend love and grace and it may not be reciprocated today, but hopefully in the future. Have a wonderfully humbly human week. I'll pray for you, you pray for me, and we'll get through this thing we call life. Have a good day. Humbly human listeners, how are you? And I hope that you're finding yourself having a wonderfully humbly human day. I hope that you enjoy our podcast and that you'll like and share with your friends and let people know that they too can get through the dark moments in their life, just like I have with laughter and joy. Enjoy this episode. Share with a friend.